0: Hi, I'm Eric McEwen, and I'm Levi Weinhagen, and this is Regret Labs. Food poisoning! Ah, get out!
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought we even had a rash of food poisoning in the no, room.
0: No, I don't think you can tell food poisoning to get. Well, it. it, it. Hey, Levi. Hey, Eric. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to talk about foodborne illnesses.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Foodborne illnesses.
1: Foodborne FBIs.
0: I'm ready to talk about the FBI. Are you? And their role The female body inspector? Yeah. (laughs) That guy is great.
1: That guy, so popular.
0: A million stories a minute.
1: He's always inspecting. What a service he offers. Mm -hmm. Eric, we've gotten off topic. Already? Yeah. We're going to have a lovely guest later on to talk about the the science behind- Mm -hmm. Foodborne illnesses. Yes. But we each have our own personal experiences with <laughs> with foodborne <this>? illnesses. <laughs> Hasn't it been present in everyone's lives at some point?
0: Probably. I know I've left something in the car for maybe a questionable amount of time or Go. at a questionable temperature. Go on. And I sure didn't feel like not throwing up after <laughs> eating it.
1: That is an amazing description of Feeling like you need to throw up. It, this is happening.
0: Mm-hmm. So that that has something to do with the the what they call the danger zone. I believe uh, is the Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise playing volleyball. Could you do uh, me a favor and in lay in a,
1: a bed of that music for just that moment?
0: You don't know how lazy I am in these mm-hmm. in this editing. <laughs> if no, it's not a breath no, or a sneeze, I don't care.
1: Could you remove everything except for the bed of the danger zone? Yeah.
0: This, this will just be danger zone. Yeah, all for fifty minutes.
1: Yeah. So here's something I think, but it could be wrong. Okay. About foodborne illnesses. Yes. Because I think that is a great way for us to get into stuff. Anytime you've had intestinal trouble, you you get the diarrheas or even the throwing up. Mm-hmm. You've that's food poisoning. Like I think we think of food poisoning as this extreme thing, but I think even the minorest of stomach issues. Almost all of it is linked to food poisoning. There may be our other stomach illnesses. hmm But I think we get food poisoning way more often than we think, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. From mostly fecal matter in our food.
0: I don't know about that, but Me neither, I'm interested but in I, finding out. I would I would say I'm skeptical. That's of good. your interpretation. Great. But um, I'm not in any state of authority.
1: Nor am I. Know what we should do? List things we know that cause food poisoning. So like Bacteria. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm thinking like right? botulism. That's a thing, right? Well, where like
0: things stick staying in a can. What causes botulism? It's uh, just like old food. I'm, I think of like peaches in a can. Yeah. And then the can starts to bloat and you don't right. want to eat those peaches. No. No matter how many zombies you've been fending off for how many years no. in this post-apocalyptic world. When don't you, eat those peaches.
1: You scream that when you watch The Walking Dead.
0: Don't eat those peaches! <laughs> you don't know where that can of pudding's been. Well, you know where that can of pudding's been, but... What adventures have gone inside the can? You don't know how long it's been. Mm-hmm. Or why it's been. Why the pudding? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my
1: new existential crisis podcast.
0: The existential Bill Cosby podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. That, do you want to do that
0: Why me? the pudding? That was pretty good. Yeah, you nailed it. So botulism... Yes. Uh, There's the food that's either warming up or cooling down, and bacteria just has a field day growing all over it. Right. It stays too
1: hot for too long or too cold, for, or not cold. It doesn't get cold fast enough.
0: Right. Or doesn't... The danger zone, as you alluded to.
1: There's something else. There's... uh... Too many
0: graham crackers?
1: (laughs) Is that food porn illness? I guess. Overeating? Is that just another kind?
0: Mm. Oh, man. Well, you might... Well, what... uh... Is it an irritation of, like, the stomach lining? Is I don't it... know
1: what, I don't, actually don't know what counts as foodborne illness. Yeah. Because I don't think overeating, but that is... Born I assumed it was food.
0: just uh, bacteria, but...
1: What if actual poison is in your food? Like, so, what if someone laces something with arsenic?
0: Is that a foodborne illness? I think that's just poison poisoning.
1: That's just poison poison. What about when you take a, like, a piece of bread and you put your dog pill in the bread and you ball it up into a ball?
0: My dog pill?
1: You know... <laughs> we... Did you say dog pill? Yeah, I did. Neither of us have dogs. No. But I see that's a thing I see people do where they have to give their dog medicine uh-huh. until like they put it in like
0: so you're asking if it's food poisoning if I give my dog a pill yeah if a you ball if you bread. wrap
1: it up in food, I'm trying to get at what how, if it how much it has to come from the food or if the food is just a a conveyor of some sort of illness-making device.
0: I think it would have to come from the food. I think you're probably right. <laughs> yes! Let's just leave it at that. Fair, yeah. fair. Do you have any other theories? I mean, we have a... Are there theories? I don't know if we have a good handle no. on... The topic. The topic, but we... I thought I knew more going into this.
1: I feel like that is our catchphrase. <laughs> I thought I knew more going into this, and I'm not sure. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought this was going to be a little easier, and we just learned the specifics. But now, whenever I start thinking about something seriously, it's nothing but questions to myself. It's like, let's rethink that.
1: So what's in water where they say don't drink the water? There's some bacteria in the water? Yeah.
0: So it's uh, just different bacteria cultures. But then why? In in Mexico, um, the water's fine down there if you're from Mexico because your body's used to it. But if we go down there, they've got all sorts of stuff we're not used to.
1: So then, and I'll ask our expert this, but I'm going to ask you, why do you actually get diarrhea? Is that your body fighting off the bacteria and trying to get rid of it? Mm -hmm. Or is that some other kind of reaction?
0: That's a good question.
1: Because you know, like a, a tumor is cells that continue to grow even though they should have stopped. Right. So it's something that your body naturally does gone awry. And why you reject like a limb is because your white blood cells fight off that foreign matter, even though it's you really want to like get new blood or get a new an organ in your system.
0: So you're just trying to shit out the food poisoning? I'm
1: wondering if it's your body's defense well, that's mechanism the, overreacting. That's what something. the
0: vomiting is doing. So I would, I guess diarrhea would be the same. But diarrhea seems more of a symptom than like your body just trying to vomit out.
1: I feel like there's part and partial Yeah, vomiting and diarrhea. We have a
0: lot of bodily fluids to talk about. Or solids. Well, it's a mixture.
1: It truly is. That's you, <laughs> that is
0: disgusting. You want to talk to our guest? Yes. All right. Hey Levi. Hey Eric. We have a guest here now.
1: We do. I'm really excited to talk to her. Are you excited? I'm nervous. Are you you're nervous?
0: I don't know if I want to know what she oh, knows. I,
1: that's true. <laughs> you're right. Ignorance is bliss in this area, and there's no going back.
0: I don't the the amount of hot dogs I can eat at whatever temperature I like is is infinite right now. That's true. But it won't be at the end of this. It's probably not.
1: Well, let's get to it. Uh, we are joined today by Lainey Black. Hello. Am I saying that right? Black. Yes. Good. Black. <laughs>
2: the color. True. Yes.
1: Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us.
2: You're very welcome. It's nice to be here.
1: So one thing we like to do is find out what is your area of expertise slash what are you going to talk about
2: with us? Okay. Sometimes
1: it's the same thing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm a food microbiologist. So uh, my area of expertise kind of spans anything to do with bacteria and food. Um, And I have a particular interest in foodborne illness or food poisoning. Um, But I also know a lot about fermentation and and lots of other food stuff. So feel free to ask.
0: Are (laughs) you a scientist?
2: I am a scientist. I am a microbiologist. Yes. Three in a
0: row. Yes. Those science educators are just... Looking sad now.
1: Yeah, we've had science educator guests, and who don't claim scientist hood. Oh, okay. so we, we get really. I hope excited.
0: they're listening to this and they're feeling really yeah, bad. Take that, Maggie. <laughs> Specifically,
1: yeah, mostly Maggie. Um, well, first and foremost, kombucha—is it really good for me to drink? Because that's what people like to say. I enjoy it, but a lot of people will claim it's super good for the probiotics.
0: And how much kombucha do I need to get drunk?
2: <laughs> a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, no problem. It is I'm sure. It is very good for you. It's got lots of antioxidants, mm. and it has your probiotics in there. We've been growing it in the uh, in the lab because my company works on cleaning products to counteract bacteria, and some of the bacteria that are in kombucha are also in what's known as a sugar snake, which what? is what? a really interesting biofilm that forms in a drain in restaurants and such, around the um, the soda fountain. So we've been oh, growing... I, yeah.
1: what is that hard to get rid of,
2: the sugar snake? So you can have fairly small sugar snakes, which are pretty easy to get rid of, but if it gets established, it becomes this big, thick cellulose mass that looks like a snake. And it's kind of fleshy-coloured. So... <laughs>
0: I'm already regretting this.
1: And it's... <laughs> What would happen if some of those got loose in the Florida wetlands, some of those <laughs> big sugar snakes? I don't snakes. think there'd
2: be enough tea to, for them to live on So it'd it would be okay? It would be okay. It wouldn't
1: be like the boas or whatever?
2: Yeah. I heard a, I heard a good story that a restaurant, their drains clogged up, and uh, they took their drains apart, and they never encountered sugar snakes before, and they took their drains apart, and they started pulling out these long, flesh-like... Um, masses and they thought that somebody had chopped up a body and <laughs> <laughs> it down their drain. And it was all sugar snakes. It was all sugar snake. Yeah, it's, but it's the same gross. it's the same organisms that make kombucha. So mm. our lab smells great right now because we have that lovely fermenting tea vinegar smell. That
1: so if I have had a lot of kombucha, is my entire lining of my body covered in sugar snakes? No. That's not possible? No. Good. I just need that reassurance.
2: No, they don't, they don't leave the sugar snakes in with the kombucha that they sell. Oh, good. You drain out the sugar snake. And, but then you, you can regenerate more kombucha.:
1: With the sugar snake. Mm-hmm. So I, I should respect the sugar snake.
2: Yeah, for what it's yeah. given me. It's pretty amazing.:
1: Well, let's talk about foodborne illness.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> what is foodborne illness?: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That is a crazy, good opening question. What?
0: Yeah.
2: Eric in, in, crushed a, it. in a nutshell, vomiting and diarrhea, All right, due to um, an infection or an intoxication from a bacteria mm. or a virus that you've consumed in your food
0: all right we were saying bacteria but virus i guess i didn't we didn't bring that up
1: i just brought up feeding dogs pills mostly in bread yeah (laughs) that's that's not food no i know (laughs) just i'm just curious so vomiting and if you need to have a vomiting or a diarrhea for it to count as foodborne illness
2: uh no some some foodborne illnesses will give you um jaundice and that's that's actually caused by a virus, hepatitis A. So, but it's usually associated with probably a, a vomiting or diarrhea episode You would likely as well. have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fever, chills. There's lots of other, you know, kind of peripheral symptoms. But mainly, if you've got the diarrhea and you've got the vomiting, it's probably gastrointestinal. Jaundice
1: is
0: where you turn yellow, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So we were trying to figure this out, but I'm guessing you'd be more helpful. I was asking Eric, is the the vomiting and diarrhea, your body trying to get rid of the, the viral stuff, the bad stuff, or is it just a reaction to it?
0: And I was saying the vomiting is trying to get it out, but the diarrhea is just a reaction. It's true. So what's... Are we well, both wrong on both accounts? It's interesting.
2: So it—it it, the vomiting is usually because of a toxin, okay. and um, an emetic toxin, which means to to vomit, and the um, the diarrhea is usually a reaction as well. So it's it's um, either the bacteria or the virus has invaded your you know the lining of your of your lower intestine, and okay. basically it's it's a reaction. It's pretty much all reaction, but it does eventually. Your body does eventually shed it all out. Usually,
0: did you say shed or shit? <laughs>
2: I said shed, Oh. but that's
1: one form of the shedding. But yes, yeah, shitting. You're a scientific. <laughs> so shedding is just a scientific, cleaned for up for way shitting. of saying shitting.
2: Right, that's right, great. indeed.
0: <laughs> you shed sucker. Yuck! Yeah, just, gross. Just, yeah, don't be gross. I'm sorry. We Levi. have a scientist horse
1: who is obsessed <laughs> with diarrhea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I breathed in because you breathed in because I wanted to beat you to a question, but I didn't have a question ready.
1: I have a question. All right. Okay. I mean, I'm curious about more of the what's happening stuff, but I am sincerely curious too. Like you are, I mean, you talking about it, you're genuinely into this. Yeah. I which I think is it's really interesting, but I'm just curious. Like you're drawn to an area that is really tied to <laughs> vomiting and diarrhea, which is gross. Like it's just societally gross. So, yes,
2: yes, I agree.
1: Is are you are you into vomiting and diarrhea? Like <laughs> no, I mean like not so much. Is, are you curious about it or is that just again a byproduct of what you like to learn about, which is the uh, I
2: think it's a it's a byproduct of yeah, knowing so much about these bacteria, that's just the reality of what they do to you. So
1: But you're interested in the bacteria, not the
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, the outcome. <laughs> pretty much.
1: <laughs> but what why that those why that particular area? Because there's lots of different viruses and bacteria. Do you know why you are why? this oh, is? Oh, why I'm
2: interested in in foodborne yeah. illnesses? I think because they really affect affect us just so so commonly. But you know the oh how do I, how do I say this properly?
1: I don't know. I would.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're fascinating because it's so easy to contract. A foodborne illness. I'm really fascinated by outbreaks, uh, you know, like a large outbreak, like the peanut butter outbreak, the big PCA outbreak. There's, a, there, Right now there's the trial is going on for the criminal tri- investigation or trial is going on with the Peanut Corporation of America, which was a huge outbreak. There's like a really human level. I mean, many people have died from foodborne illness. It's really preventable. It's it's just it's fascinating. There's loads of there's loads of. Great stuff, and there's loads of science, and there's loads of interesting stuff. Like there was an outbreak in Germany a couple of years ago with sprouts, and it was two different types of E. coli that basically merged, and you know, like unexpected a super E. coli, <laughs> pretty much unexpectedly, an invasive form of E. coli, and a really. Toxigenic form mm. basically formed a new super E. coli. So, so one
1: that could get in really good and one that could really affect you. Yeah. That's the, yeah. what those two things are. Yeah, Invasive exactly. and toxigenic. That's... Yeah,
2: and, and it was unexpected. It had not been seen before. And so the scientists were not looking. They were looking for two specific toxins, but this one only had one toxin. So they were screening it out, um, but it was making mm-hmm. everybody sick. And they were giving antibiotics to the people. And really, they shouldn't have been giving antibiotics because it aggravates it because certain ag- antibiotics will actually stress the bacteria out, and then they'll make more toxin. So there's lots of really interesting scientific nuances to the to the bacteria themselves, and, and it's just something everybody can relate to.
1: Well, yeah, it's a very human-connected thing. Mm-hmm. For the sprouts, is that just not cleaning them properly, or is there something else happening? Sprouts,
2: a lot of microbiologists will not eat sprouts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to any of the big food safety conferences every year they don't it's, serve sprouts they don't serve <laughs> sprouts and and there's, it's a very common question that people ask a microbiologist what don't you eat and because they absorb a lot of liquid right they, yeah that... they're growing hydroponically usually or they can just suck up everything and mm-hmm. so if and they're so small they, they can suck up and concentrate bacteria really easily and there's no real way of cleaning it out you know they're really small it's goes in there. It's in the leaves. It's in the stems there.
1: So should we all not eat sprouts?
2: Don't eat sprouts. Really? Mm. Mm. Don't eat sprouts.
1: My wife doesn't eat sprouts because they went bad in her school lunch when she was in fourth grade and it smelled horrible. And so now she just won't eat them. Mm. Turns out she's right. Good for her. Yeah.
0: I kind of want to take the two parts. You said viruses and bacteria are related to food poisoning. So what's the, how does a virus in food start then? It's not bacteria I can see growing on Mm -hmm. food, but how does a virus get in there and why does that make, why does a virus in some food make it food poisoning?
2: So, it, so the number one um, cause of foodborne illness in the United States is actually norovirus. Okay, and you've probably heard of norovirus. It's, it's the winter vomiting virus. It's really common, also in like hospitals. Such and, a charming name. I know the a winter. The winter, winter vomiting. vomiting. It's more. It's more common in Europe. It's called the winter vomiting. Um, ho- common in hospitals, daycare centers, old folks' homes, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cruise ships. It's the big cruise ship one um, as well. Right, but. It's really common in in food handlers. Not common in food handlers, but that's the way it gets into food, is a food handler is sick and they're shedding virus probably for a couple of days before they realize or they're shedding a couple of days after they've had vomiting and diarrhea. Shedding,
0: Eric.
1: Shedding. Right.
2: (laughs) And if they're not washing their hands or Mm -hmm. using gloves properly, then it can easily get into food. And then basically from then, it's a big person to person so it it starts off as a as a foodborne event but then it becomes person to person spread and so those outbreaks are really huge because basically they call it the the fecal oral route
0: mm. somebody sheds and mm-hmm.
2: then somebody breeds it in basically We're giggling every so. time
0: shed is said. I know. But fecal oral route also gave Yeah, it that's, for me. Yeah, I that's will admit. a good one. So this is a uh, this is uh uh what typhoid memory was it?
1: I don't know what you're getting at. Yes.
0: Right the uh she that's she was the Tina a turner song, right. oh, yeah, she was a carrier, so. yeah, but she didn't present uh symptoms symptoms, mm-hmm. right, so she didn't wash her hands, she didn't do anything, and she was preparing food,
2: yeah, making lots of people sick okay. well, that
0: so
1: that's so like norovirus, it's technically, it's always a foodborne illness, even if it's person to person
2: transmitted. It's funny. It's yeah. They'll they'll as long as there's a you know a food, a, a food incident mm-hmm. at the beginning, mm-hmm. then then it's it's now a foodborne.
1: And even if they can't track it back, you generally would assume there was some foodborne food
2: yeah incident related. Generally,
0: so is food poisoning just the way of uh, the virus or the bacteria enters into the system? So it's ingested or it's consumed.
2: So there's so there's there's um two types either the either the bacteria mm-hmm. is consumed and that's that's an infection okay. um, and if the bacteria has been growing in the food previously and producing enough toxin then when you consume the toxin then it's called an, an intoxication okay and so so you can actually have events where um, the bacteria will be growing for example I'm trying to think um, Staphylococcus, for example, mm-hmm. so staph aureus. So it can it can grow away happily. Produce it produces two toxins, um, emetic and diarrheal, and and they. Um, but then you can you can cook the food, and I believe one of the toxins is not sensitive to heat, so that one will survive. Okay. But the bacteria could be gone, but you'll take the toxin. Gotcha. You'll consume the toxin.
0: So if I if the bacteria has not gotten a chance to make toxins yet, if it's just sitting around and i eat that bacteria will that make me sick or is it the toxins really that are
2: it depends if that if the bacteria will survive your the transit of your mm-hmm. digestive system then um and it depends on the bacterium too cuz some are you know prone to be infectious and some are prone to be they're they're not going to survive so staph is usually you're usually going to consume yeah. the toxin yeah, yeah yeah um but then there's others like e coli you will You'll consume the 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 bacterium, and it will set up home in you basically, and it'll start producing really strong toxins inside you basically. I, I so
0: hate this with the hope of spreading
1: <laughs> spreading spreading itself.
2: Um, yeah, it'll be multiplying inside you because you're like a host for it at mm-hmm. that point. And the mm-hmm. the really bad E. coli, the E. coli one five seven, the one that causes just horrible horrible illness. Um. It, it like as as little as ten cells can can make you really really sick.
0: At uh, one fifty seven every day, I go into my car and eat some E. coli. Just just cause. Yeah, just hot box it.
2: Yeah,
1: why not? <laughs> That's like your version of skydiving. You just get a crazy rush. <laughs> Living on the edge. I
0: eat uh, I eat nine bacteria, so I don't get <laughs> sick. <laughs> not the tenth though. No, no. There you go. That is
1: the world's worst daredevil is what you just described.
0: <laughs> I think that was Ben Affleck.
1: You're right. You've you've got me there. Oh, atrocious. So sometimes I like to preface. This might make me
0: seem dumb. Um, I think this album makes us seem. Yeah, that's true. Well, it it reveals that we're dumb. Levi and I. Yes, you're sounding smart. No, no.
1: you've never sounded (laughs) smarter. Oh, I thank you. I'm certain. The infectious kind Mm -hmm. um, is that in any way the same thing with like you know the hallucinogenic mushrooms? Is that causing? Is that that's totally different. It's not any kind of illness happening.
2: I, yeah, I believe it's whatever compound is in the hallucinogenic mushrooms. Do you mean is there something growing in you? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I'm curious if you're you're not sick. You're just it's just uh, it's a totally it's just different a, effect. A it's reaction, not a, yeah. an illness or anything mm-hmm. like that. Are there not that born, I know of? <laughs> are there foodborne illness things that people pursue in a sort of like oh high kind of way? I don't know. Whoa,
2: I, I've never heard of it.
1: Well, there's the old thing about you know <laughs> like people a purge. People are trying to get a tapeworm to lose weight. So I wasn't sure if there are other takes on I'm going to do this thing and it'll give me a weird. If buzz. there's a
0: crazy ass toxin, yeah. People if I seem can to get, if it. I can set up a different culture of bacteria in my gut to uh, to just give me endorphins the whole day, I think people would go for that. I do
2: too. Sadly, <laughs> yeah. Well, I Botox, I guess, is a a off of a uh, oh, illness. Yeah, oh, that's botulism, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: So what? What's uh, what's botulism? So, it's if like bad, bad peaches, right?
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> honey, yes. Um, what? Don't give honey to <laughs> give honey to babies. There's a the syndrome when a baby gets botulism. It's known as floppy baby syndrome. It's horrible. It's is, basically paralysis. It's not a good it's image. Awful.
0: But honey causes that. Yeah. But just not in adults.
2: Um, it's just you're less sensitive, I guess. So,
0: so am I getting botulism every time I'm eating honey?
2: No. No. Just some of the time. Some of the time. <laughs> no, no. It's just it's riskier to Should give I honey to babies.
0: not eat sprouts and honey together like I normally <laughs> In do? In your hot car? Yeah.
2: They might counteract each other. Um, that can't be true. Food food that canned foods that is not canned properly. So okay. there's been a few outbreaks, uh, more than a few, of home canning people mm. okay. um, not properly sterilizing. There was a big outbreak, well, not a big outbreak, but an interesting outbreak where bolthouse farms, oh I know them, yeah, yeah, their some of their carrot juice was I would say mishandled by the customers and not refrigerated and and it it gave um the the clostridium botulinum a chance to grow and so it just can was... it's a
1: nice environment for it to grow in that not so, properly,
2: so it's yeah, it's a it's an anaerobe, so that's normally how, you know, we... That means it doesn't need oxygen. doesn't need oxygen. Yes. Um, nice. And also that if it's if it does get a chance to grow and produce a toxin, if you actually heat it up, you can kill the toxin or you can inactivate the toxin. So there was a an incident where there was a, a chili, like canned chili. It was recalled because there was um, botulism growing in it because I think there was cracked seals or something. Mm-hmm. But quite a people, quite a lot of people actually bought it and bought that particular lot and cooked it and ate it and were fine because there probably was toxin in it, but if they cooked it to the proper temperature, they just basically inactivated the toxin. Right.
0: Mm. But if you're a hobo down by the tracks, just opening it up and eating it with a spoon. You're doomed. Man, poor hobos.
1: Yeah, they probably get a lot of food illness. Yes. <laughs> These fictional hobos. I'm curious about, it seems like you are aware of outbreaks when they happen. Mm-hmm. Is that just in your field? You guys read about them? Or? Yeah,
2: I guess most of us are linked up to some sort of a, you know, alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get get an RSS feed of uh, ongoing outbreaks. And, yeah. I mean, I read a food safety news blog every every day, so yeah. find out what's going on. I mean, I you know, I work in the food industry, so it's interesting to know what's going on, but. I mean, they're they're fascinating, and also helps to know what not to buy or what to avoid, or to tell right. people to avoid. Uh,
1: this is partially unscientific. This is social science. Mm. Uh,
0: Ugh, the soft sciences.
1: <laughs> Aaron has great. To, Eric has great disdain for Aaron. Aaron, <laughs> do you not know Aaron. Sorry, I'm gonna Aaron. shit all over you. That's what I call you. <laughs> uh, forget. I'm not even gonna go. Into, <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into that bit now. Uh, are you are you super no fun at parties like dinner parties like do you find yourself having to bite your tongue about or just like if do people watch you to go like is laney eating the chicken because it might not be done or whatever you know like
2: i'm actually there's there's very little that i won't eat so sprouts, sprouts. <laughs> that's about that's it that's an even like higher I've, knock against really? sprouts, no problem no problem with sushi oh i won't i won't eat raw burgers that's my other that seems fair. E. coli 157 <laughs> no, yeah. are, are medium burgers okay? I won't eat it, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> that's a
1: no. That's a real soft, but no.
0: Because so burgers, I'm always tentative on. Because show me how you eat a burger. Tentative? How? Wow! Um, doesn't seem
1: tentative at all. You're on board.
0: That was me nibbling. Oh, okay. Uh, so you know you have the the ground beef, and then you're mixing it all up. Where. The outside is still on the inside, so it's not like you're burning off the bacteria, so that stuff is still in the middle, but warming up, so you're giving it a good good house to warm up in? (laughs) Is that what medium-cooked burgers are like and raw-cooked burgers? A
2: little bit, yes.
0: (laughs) Is steak medium okay?
2: Steak medium is fine. All right. Um, as long as mm-hmm. it's not um, mechanically tenderized. Mm. Have you seen these mechanical tenderizers? No. Those spikes that. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. yeah.
1: Why? To tenderize just for it. mass, just to do. Well, to to mass. break up
0: the the tough proteins. I know about tenderizing, but
1: <laughs> those
2: fun to do with those big mallet things, right? Well, that's
0: yeah.
1: All right, forget yes.
0: it. Yeah. So does that make the holes just too tiny or something?
2: We actually had some of them in the lab, and they're very difficult to clean.
1: Also, oh, the tenderizer itself is getting gross. It could possibly have
0: something on it. Or and it
2: could drag stuff into the middle.
0: Right.
1: Did you have it in the lab for research or were you guys just going through a lot of meat?
2: <laughs> we had it for research. Okay. We were looking at sanitizing them.
0: Every time I hear in the lab Monster Mesh. Starts I was playing walking in, in the lab
1: <laughs> late Lord Night. Is that your favorite song? Be honest. No. Okay. No. I don't think you're being honest.
0: If Frankenstein double dipped, what are <laughs> the consequences? To going in after him.
1: Hmm. That's terrible, but that's a legit question about mm-hmm. the whole double dipping thing because you're sharing. And
2: I'm also European, not American, and double dipping is fine in Europe. Is really?
1: it? You're Irish, correct? Yeah. Is that your origin yeah. country? Not an issue. So is it,
2: is it, really, is, is it socially what's not What's in the an mouth? Issue? I mean, there's lots you know, of bacteria. <laughs> but...
0: Wait, you're asking us what's in the mouth? Mostly good
2: stuff. Really? So, okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. see good stuff.
0: That's why I don't kiss yeah no I, I do that a lot well, you told I, me it's because of bacteria. I just had a good excuse, I guess that <laughs> is now busted.
1: That's fine. I knew science would show show the light and... yeah uh
0: Levi was saying earlier before you were here that he thinks we get food poisoning more than we think we do
1: yeah, I think I could be wrong uh, I'm probably wrong uh <laughs> food food poisoning is thought of this like extreme. I am in bedridden just vomiting and mm-hmm. diarrhea everywhere but I I'm under the impression that people people get it much more frequently than we're aware like small bouts of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of I would agree. And every time they the the CDC puts together their statistics of how much foodborne illness is out there they correct for that sort of unreported and yeah, the incidents where you know it's not bad enough to go to the doctor, it's not bad yeah, enough it to, to tell good. your friends. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and is it true that like hand washing is still one of the like hugely significant in in combating?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hand washing is huge. The amount of when you think about the amount of handling that you know our food goes through in a in a restaurant or even at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm always just constantly handling <laughs> handling stuff. <laughs>
0: I'm juggling raw chicken all the time. It's weird, so when I'm cooking chicken at home mm-hmm. i'm I'm over cautious I... about germs when I'm cooking. I'm washing my hands all the time. I cook up the or I cut up the chicken, then I wash my hands and I put the veggies in the uh say, in the, in the pan, and then I go back to the chicken, and then I wash my hands again before handling the next food. I'm doing that right, right? Or am I being overcautious in...
2: I think you're doing it right. I okay. if, if ever I handle meat, I'm washing my hands all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mostly because I don't like that feeling of meat juice on my right. hands. But... but I don't
0: want to be, like, spreading, like, I don't know what surface I touch with chicken hands, and then that surface has crap growing on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So Let's my fears... Good, good work. All right. My fears are are concrete... But I don't have to change anything because I'm already doing what I should.
1: You, you love it when you can get reinforcement from science. Well, for like,
0: good things. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I don't yeah. have to change my manner at all.
1: No. If no. I had
0: to suddenly, if I wasn't washing my hands and now I had to, I'd be like, oh, man.
1: There's a lot of people who just don't seem to be washing their hands. Uh-huh. I don't get it. And I don't get how to get my eight-year-old to wash her hands Well, and my warm. hands
0: dry out and get all cracked. Oh,
1: so just forget it then.
0: No, I still wash him, Levi. Oh, good, you're a hero. But I'm saying there's a reason I'm playing Devil's Advocate. Please stop doing that. Wait, am I Al Pacino
1: and you're Keanu Reeves, or are you? I'm always Keanu Reeves. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what was it? What's Lainey? Uh, She's the other lawyer in the building. <laughs>
0: oh, have that... you seen
1: the hit film Devil's Advocate?
2: No, it's terrible. I have not. Don't watch it. Okay, good.
1: That's called a digression. What we just did—it's gotcha. a waste of your time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is there with the outbreak thing? It seems like they do a lot of research to figure out where it started. Yes, but I I don't fully get how they can know. Like that seems like the, that's like science detective work, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I have some friends who do that. I have a friend working at FDA. He works in CORE, which is the, the outbreak. It in, stands for something. It does it? stand it's for CORE. something, and I'm like oh. losing oh, what man, it stands we for. We got to make
1: up what CORE stands for.
0: <laughs> Constantly overreacting. That's one word, right? So we need another R.
1: Yeah,
2: we'll come back to it. <laughs> All right. So they they coordinate the outbreaks for coordinating. Coordinating is definitely the first outbreak one. Coordinating response outbreak. response. There we go. Entertainment. effervescence. <laughs> so
1: Everclear, that's what it is. So it's, there's a it's the band Everclear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's a network of um, public health departments. So if, if there's an outbreak in the state, it'll be investigated by the public health department. They will also upload anything any information they have onto what's known as PulseNet. So that connects up all of the of the health departments across the United States. And CDC and the FDA will be, you know, checking in on it to see, you know, how they can help and how they can help coordinate. And uh, to see if, you know, there's any actions they need to take, if they need to have a mandatory recall or um, Or, you know, send out investigators if it's, you know, if it's a big company, they might, you know, send investigators out to the plant. The food companies are usually, you know, encouraged to do their own investigation and to Mm. be proactive. and, And there's even a reportable food registry so that if during normal processing of a food, a company finds something that could that, that they think could cause harm, so they find salmonella, for example, in their peanut butter, then they will report it to the reportable food registry and they will also take actions and say what actions they're taking to take that out of the food supply. But of course, there's, you know, many shady companies too. So, you know, there'll be an investigation and the investigation will be a lot of phone calls to people who are ill, samples are taken of the food people have eaten um so investigators might go to your home dig through your trash um through Just your, like on your a house. refrigerator
1: it is like house
2: um totally accurate right <laughs> Take samples from restaurants or take samples from the food plants. Anything that they can extract, any kind of bacteria that they can isolate, they will get a, a, a DNA fingerprint of it. And, of the actual bacteria. Mm-hmm. And they'll match up those fingerprints basically to see if those strains match. You know, if person who's ill, if that if their strain matches with the food mm. and matches with maybe an environmental sample that they found in the plant. So they'll match all of that up basically, and they make what's known as an Epi curve to show kind of how you know, how the illnesses are popping up. And it's pretty cool. It's cool stuff. And it's cool to watch, watch multi-state outbreaks happen because CDC will continue to put more and more data up. And mm-hmm. you're a monster.
1: It's really <laughs> cool to watch multi-state <laughs> outbreaks happen. Oh, look, now people are getting really sick in Nebraska. <laughs> oh, sweet. it spread to Iowa. But
0: it's like a murder investigation. It is. It's true. You're just finding all the clues. Which and everyone thinks is back.
1: super cool, actually, like TV Here's shows and stuff. That's right. Yeah.
0: It's the true. wire, but with food. Yeah. <laughs> You got uh,
1: the. True. Are we pitching a show? <laughs>
2: Maybe we are.
0: The wire. That's, but that's what it's going to be called.
1: The wire, but with food. Yeah, <laughs> really clever. Some
0: people are. It's like, oh, this sounds like something I'd like. Yeah. At least the first part.
1: Sure, we may get in trouble with the wire. But I'm on board. Yeah, don't right. don't misunderstand. <laughs> it's all green lights. When you get sick, mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine no matter what, you still must occasionally take your work home with you. Um, <laughs> Do you intellectualize and think about what's happening and oh this is interesting or are you just like oh.
2: Yeah, I think I've had I've had two two or three bouts of what yeah, I would call real foodborne. Analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what was that like? No, well, the bit. first one was I'm pretty sure it was Bacillus cereus from um from some rice. That was Oh,
1: like from a restaurant eight, or that you made?
2: Pretty cheap bag of rice. Oh, sure. Still a student. Brown rice. There was um yeah it was it was a little dodgy, and I was very sick for two days, both ends and
1: <laughs> you're you've just become my favorite guest
2: <laughs> my my food safety professor always called it a two bucket disease both ends. <laughs> fantastic and um and, you know, so I was like, okay, that sounds, I think that's pretty much bacillus. Yeah, I kind of, I was like, my, mm-hmm. you know, the, the onset time, the symptoms, the rice, mm-hmm. it all added up to bacillus cereus. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then I, months later, came across this pack of rice in the cupboard and I cooked it again. What? I don't know why. But I had a much milder version of it, which was very interesting, I thought. I just, it was one in. So
1: you were just repeating the experiment to see if you could get the same results. Yeah. That's well, just I mean, good science.
2: It was pretty strange. I i don't know. I guess it was the impoverished student in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, maybe I just wanted to see if, was it really the rice? Mm-hmm. Well, and there
1: are really educated dumb people, so yeah, it could just be I, an idiot. I mean, yeah, that, it could be. I
2: don't want to take that off the table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of the bacteria that didn't die when you cooked it.
2: That's a spore former. Hmm. So I was gonna say, yeah, a spore former. <laughs> so more that than, one more than meets the eye. <laughs> that one has a. It has a vegetative form where it's actively growing and dividing, and then it has a spore form where it's very resistant to heat okay. and all sorts of other treatments. So, yeah, cooking won't necessarily kill it off. You have Uncle to ben. sterilize it to to kill it. So,
1: I think Uncle Ben's too high-end for Laney's story. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was in an ethnic market somewhere. The, yeah, it was. <laughs> that would be my guess. I'm going to paint with broad, stereotypical brushes. Because you are
0: uh, uh, multicultural... That, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yes I'm, being irish how do you feel about the independence of scotland <laughs> perfect right
1: yeah that's on point
0: uh being multicultural Levi. i yeah. continue
1: no i i wonder if you have observed just because your heightened awareness different kinds of foodborne illness in different countries i mean some of it's oh. probably just you eat the, these kind of foods but is the actual viral and bacterial stuff pretty universal or are Um, there
2: it's funny the when i came here and you know i I would teach sometimes at the university the the potluck thing was a big Mm. thing here because we don't do potlucks in ireland or england it's not it's not a thing so you know if you have people around you normally do all the cooking i guess so potlucks are kind of a disaster (laughs) area because you know you have multiple people cooking Mm -hmm. in their own ways and and there's very often outbreak stories of church potlucks or
1: It all started at the potluck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, and holding temperatures, leaving things out for too long and picnics and picnics and potlucks I think are are something that I noticed when I came to the States. So that that was something that was oh, potlucks. There's always outbreaks of potlucks. It's always the coleslaw or the potato salad.
0: Mayonnaise in the sun.
2: Mm.
1: So you should always bring two buckets to a potluck.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you're all set. <laughs> well, just advice. two buckets
0: of mayonnaise, and then you're set. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one you leave in the sun, and one you leave in the refrigerator. So that that is interesting. Like that's a cultural, just a way of food prep. And Absolutely. That, uh, that is a little terrifying. Because there's no, I guess there's no checks and balances for you, whatever mm-hmm. you make at home,
0: right? And that is that's why cookies, like homemade stuff, isn't made, allowed in schools, yeah. right? When you bring yeah. treats to school, you have to be, they have to be store bought. Right. I don't have a kid, Levi. You, you don't. You Tell don't. me about it.
1: Yeah, that's they. You're not. You have to. It should be prepackaged when mm-hmm. you bring stuff to your your school. That's pretty. Public schools, at least, that's the rule.
0: That story was less interesting than I thought. It I'm was. sorry. <laughs> I don't have a
1: specific. St- One time I went to the store. <sighs> and i purchased this, some snacks this story again for my daughter's <laughs> school and she yelled at me cuz it was the wrong snacks. It's Not a good story.
0: What can we do? What are the best things we can do to protect ourselves from foodborne illnesses? I mean, you go FBI's. out to, you go out to restaurants. I mean, is that uh Should we a, stop going to restaurants? Right. Is that a, is that uh <laughs> that, that You a, already told us we Russian shouldn't gather with life? our friends
1: and family for potlucks. Right. <laughs> That's done.
0: We'll seal off our homes. Number one. Yeah. Um, only canned foods. Oh, wait. No, there's botulism. <laughs> no canned foods. Um.
1: Nothing grown in a garden. No canned foods. <laughs> no
0: meat. So what are...
1: Th- Besides okay, well, not let
2: me eating just, sprouts. This just, is all nonsense. Let, Which, let me just what tell you things? that okay. you are... Because
1: we <laughs> you know you eat everything.
2: pretty healthy.
0: <laughs> okay. Nice. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> you're not in the risk groups, shall we say. Okay. Because so of our age and all yeah, this there's stuff. Yeah, the, the risk groups are the yappies the young the old the pregnant and the immunocompromised mm-hmm. so you don't you know you don't really fit into that so, so when I say get... young I mean like under fives right you know there's been lots of under fives unfortunately contracting E. coli 157 and Campylobacter and and have died from that so they're
1: easy to kill
2: that's what it is pretty small yeah and so don't be young, old, old,
1: or immunocompromised.
2: Immunocompromised or pregnant. Or, oh, yes. There's lots of things pregnant women shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because of listeria, because that is foodborne illness, and it can basically abort the fetus. Jeez. So that's yeah. pretty serious stuff. But um, so, but I think you guys are okay there. Nice.
0: So. <laughs> so we can eat whatever we want, whenever we want.
2: <laughs> Except for sprouts. <sighs> and... <laughs>
0: Let's and, uh, hear it
1: again for white males between the ages of 18 and 40. She didn't say white. I'm just lumping it in. I'm just. I'm sure we have an advantage here somehow. We always do. We were born in a privilege, and I'm sure it applies to our food system as well. So, I mean, we have cleaner water. What? Than most places in the world. There's just less bacteria in our water. Is that not true? That's true, right? Yeah, that is. That's true. Yeah, it has nothing. To, I mean, it's a fact, Eric.
0: Okay. Well, if it's a fact.
1: Fact. Drink your tap water. Quit your water. I am. Okay, good. But that's not really what should we do? <laughs> not just for Eric and I, but no, like people I, yeah. in general. What a
2: So, we mentioned hand washing already, yeah. hand washing. And I think you know when you're at, if you're at something like a either a sandwich shop or or something like that, be be aware of what what the people are doing, mm. you know, behind the counter and watch glove use. Glove glove use is interesting because it gives you it it gives people who are wearing gloves a false sense of security, you know, mm. and just having gloves, it's it's protecting them, not necessarily protecting the end user if they're touching mm. everything with their gloves.
1: So, yeah, the glove um, can still spread. They should be changing
2: gloves. They should be changing gloves, and they should not be – they can, you know, use gloves while they're handling the food, but then do not go and handle money or, mm-hmm. you know. And
1: you shouldn't share needles just because you're wearing gloves. <laughs> exactly. False sense of security. Yeah.
2: So then when you're preparing food at home – Cooking to the correct temperatures, and don't ask me what they are because I can never remember them. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> look it up. You can get those little fancy thermometers <laughs> nice. Um, and it's all in Fahrenheit here anyway. So um sorry about
1: that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then things like your refrigerator, too, you know, make sure that your refrigerator is, you know at the right temperature. Mm. And then, you know, storing, Food in the refrigerator is really important too. You know, to have don't have your meat, you know, dripping onto your vegetables, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, okay, just that those and just
1: visually that's a good rule <laughs> too. things, yeah.
2: <laughs> um,
1: what should your meat drip onto?
2: <laughs> Not even other meat, okay. a plate. <laughs> so, I'm um, trying to think of other things.
1: I have a question mm-hmm. for you. Is there like one foodborne illness related fact or? Thing that you think is really interesting that people should just oh this is something that I find fascinating and people might find interesting
0: something people would spread like an illness
1: but anecdotally with their friends right right
0: and ane- they would spread this anecdote around
1: you know the <laughs> kind of like oh I heard that on uh, NPR kind of like a okay, way well, to
2: start a
0: conversation well
2: I have I have this we need an
0: icebreaker I have this thing
2: that I that I mentioned to you an email about the five types of diarrhea yes which perfect I can tell you those okay. please do. <laughs> And I know that we you mentioned that um uh, you like the book gulp, right? Yeah,
1: I told which, her you like Mary Roach.
2: Which I started I started to read and I um I saw that there is a it's called the Bristol stool chart. Okay. Um and it and it describes um, <laughs> the shape and and texture of stools, I guess. Hmm. Um and and that came up when I googled this today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually different. The there's the five types of diarrhea linked to foodborne illness are interesting because by knowing the, the characteristics of the stool, you can somewhat diagnose the illness. So, okay, if I can remember them now. So, bloody is pretty easy. So, bloody diarrhea mm-hmm. is usually E. coli 157 or Shigella. So, it basically... Is the,
0: that, uh, is that uh, like an elder god? Yeah, Shigella. Shigella? Yeah. Okay. Is it what? An elder god? That was a joke. Yeah, Didn't right, work out. It was, very it, was well. a, okay. it was a literature joke. It was. It. Oh, okay. So I'm
1: sounding
2: Sorry. so
0: smart.
1: No, she's of literary people. I don't know what's happening.
2: <laughs> I don't know either. So <laughs> <laughs> bloody right. diarrhea. So bloody diarrhea. Usually, E. coli. or five. Sorry to interrupt your
0: bloody diarrhea That's with a rich okay. joke. The funniest diarrhea. So so far. Oh yeah.
2: So far. Okay. Then you have mucus diarrhea.
1: Is that like the foamy kind? <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> Not so much. Or like thickish.
1: All right. Mucus. It's
2: got chunks of mucus in it. Oh, okay. It's mainly because the bacteria is adhering to the inside of your of your gut and um and the body is producing mucus and oh, pus. Sure. So, that's that one. And you what's that's that usually? Usually salmonella.
0: The, that's just the weirdest sneeze that you're <laughs> <Yeah>. going to have. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Okay. Continue. <laughs>
1: I'd like to let that sit. There we go.
2: <laughs> then there is watery. That's usually a, a virus. And um, they usually say profuse watery. Hmm. So there's a lot of it and it's very watery. Explosive, uh, maybe even. Uh, no, that's another one. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So watery is usually a norovirus. Um, then the explosive one yes. is... Usually, Clostridium perfringens, which is also a really common one in the United States, and it's also the cause of gas gangrene. I don't know if you've ever heard of gas gangrene. It was common, I guess, in World War One. The bacterium, which is Clostridium, so it's an anaerobe. It would basically survive in wounds mm-hmm. of um, <laughs> of soldiers, and it would produce gas. Um, so it's so, smell too. Yeah. So yeah, gangrene with with gas. And so, Clostridium perfringens. um, It's funny. It's often associated with gravy. (laughs) So, like large pieces of meat and gravy. That's kind of been linked to foodborne illness. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the diarrhea is explosive because again, the gas is produced. So you get that little extra power in your diarrhea. And. uh...
0: (laughs) Where does that energy come from? (laughs) It was. It wasn't a real question.
1: Okay. No, the, the final <laughs> little kick. That's from working harder.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: That was okay. How is many that
2: is that? I, is that five? I thought that was bloody, bloody mucus. Mucus. Watery.
1: Watery. Explosive.
2: Explosive. And then there's chunky or rice-like. <laughs> yeah, and that's usually cholera, vibrio cholera. Ooh. So usually more waterborne than than foodborne, but yep. Gross. Nasty.
1: And what's your favorite kind?
2: My favorite kind. I can't wow. believe you would answer that it, question. It has, it has to be explosive.
1: Bro, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be the funniest. What do you think? Yeah. Eric? Combined um, with
2: projectile vomiting, it's oh, pretty, at the same time, it's uh, pretty amazing.
1: It's a good comic strip <laughs> illustration. It certainly. That's the one in *Dumb and Dumber*. Right. The explosive.
0: Right, but that's that's just straight up poisoning. That's not. Oh,
1: that's true. He was poisoned. No, it was a hot pepper.
0: No, that was uh, that's the guy they killed oh, from his right. ulcer. That's right. Because that's a thing.
1: Oh, it was a, a laxative of some kind. Right. Okay. So, Sorry for that.
0: <laughs> so poisoning, is that food poisoning? Because you're oh, ingesting yeah. that? Poison is something well, different, though.
2: it's funny. When when uh, we talk about food safety, mm-hmm. we often talk also about like poisoning from toxins or poisons like in fish. Or, you know, like, I guess puffer, puffer fish or things like that. So I don't think it's really... I mean, food poisoning is is not quite poisoning right. really you know it's it's more of a, a biological thing if well, i want to kill a king but... i
0: should just not not cooking the chicken is not good just... enough
2: <laughs> so it's so it's generally regicide, not, really yeah regicide <laughs> it's generally not a, a chemical reaction it's more of a biological reaction when okay i talking about food poisoning good. i guess that's that makes sense.
0: That's no. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that delineation. Me too. Do you have
1: any other questions, Eric? I probably have do. Used a lot. Of I know them we've, these but time. it's interesting. I know. I could ask a lot of other questions.
0: How long should I leave my soft cheeses out? How, How many long is days? Too long, do you mean? How many days? Leave before? it out. Yeah. Don't leave it out. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I don't think I have any more serious <laughs> questions. That seems pretty serious.
1: What are? Are there? I mean, I know you're, you know, like the uh, sprouts, but have you ever, has there been an outbreak where you're like, it made you really nervous that it was getting to be so pervasive or anything in your lifetime? I'm sure there are historically.
2: Not really, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can avoid. So, you know, with the E. coli ones, I mean, I, I think if I'd lived in Germany when that big sprout outbreak was going on, that would have been kind of scary because E. coli 157 or any of the E. coli, the shiga toxin producing E. colis, they won't just affect the the yappies mm-hmm. they can they can they can hit they don't care you know, who you are <laughs> they don't really care they can hit anybody really yeah so that is and uh, like i've had an incident of um bloody diarrhea yeah uh, number one and nice so is that what <laughs> i when i went to the doctor i was a little nervous because i mean i wasn't nervous because i i knew i you know i knew about e coli but she was basically googling huh? um I know. the antibiotic to give me and i was like I will not be taking an antibiotic. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, that was we they they couldn't um isolate anything though from my stool. So I should have really done it myself, but I was, you know busy. Bent over cramping mm-hmm. in yeah. pain. So
1: Well, I don't not only do I feel like I've learned a lot about foodborne illnesses, mm-hmm. I feel like I've really learned a lot about Laney today.
2: <laughs> More than willing to share, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I really appreciate that. And if Eric and I have questions about our own personal foodborne illness yeah. things that come just up, shoot me an email.
2: I have a lab as well. <laughs>
1: oh, good. Good. So you can test stuff for us? What oh, you- man.
0: I'll just send pictures. That's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Without any warning.
0: Right. Don't put it in the subject line. Should I eat this or <laughs> this number one or five?
1: <laughs> yeah. Which will this do to me? Right. Don't open any emails you get from us that say... No. Aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. You you were wrong. It'll just say that. Um, well, I really appreciate you talking to us today. Uh, I, this has been fun. <laughs> I'm more nervous about some foods, but I actually don't feel too... I don't feel like she's ruined our whole eating lifestyle, do you think? No.
0: I'm excited to continue not eating sprouts.
1: Yeah. I, I am now fully on board with no sprouts. Yeah. I My feel... work
2: here is done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, Levi. Hey, Eric. Welcome back. I don't know. It seemed, We were just there, so right. You shouldn't have to say welcome back. But time has moved on for well, us. Well, for us, it's been two weeks, but for the audience, assumedly they don't take one or two weeks off.
1: What if they did? You, you guys should go ahead and feel free to take a two-week pause and then just listen to the final
0: little leg of this. Mm-hmm. Why not do but that? we were talking about foodborne pathogens and That's food correct. poisoning.
1: That's correct. That's correct. I really enjoyed talking about that stuff. Yeah, me too. It was, gross. it was
0: super gross, but also something I felt would relate to my life a little more or something I could use readily.
1: Very applicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, don't eat sprouts.
1: I've been like so steer clear of sprouts for the last 2 weeks. I've
0: been warning people against sprouts.
1: Today I even made a dish with mushrooms in it. And I thought, is this a problem? They absorb a lot of liquid. Like, I was like, oh, I wish we could have Lainey back on. Right. She didn't mention mushrooms, but. Well, they just grow in poop, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Thanks. Yes. She, yeah, it's definitely got in my head. I think in a good way, you mm-hmm. know, being a, I mean, if anything, she was like, said, eh, don't worry too much. You yeah.
0: Know, but you look at things a little different.
1: See the world differently. Yeah. That's what we were and doing With
0: here. more knowledge and more questions. So Open eyes. I want. Full hearts. Can't poo yeah.
1: i want to ask you do you remember the, the five
0: five diaries? there is hmm, i remember bloody
1: how would you forget bloody <laughs> uh
0: There's, see i think we can remember the five stages but do we remember what causes them oh that's way harder. right they yeah. were way There were specific yeah, like right. strains of things that caused x and I, y
1: i don't i don't remember the specific and i sh- should have I should have, like, written it down. Now I'm blanking on the other five.
0: I'm thinking, Well, there's explosives. Explosives. Bloody and explosives. Isn't
1: there, like, wet? Or no? That's... That's cat food. I'm thinking of cat food. There's wet and dry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there foamy? Foamy sounds? Foamy. Oh, uh, mucusy. Mucusy. That's what I'm thinking. Thank you. Oh. That is gross. Now, bloody is gross, but mucusy is just... I just imagine, like, uh... Go on. From the Flight of the Navigator. (laughs) You weren't expecting that, were you? No, no there were that those those uh, creatures they captured behind the wall. You've seen it, right? Uh huh. And there's that little times. that little snot log. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's that's what it's I imagine. Very weird. Uh, it's very specific. It is. I watched that all the time when I was a kid.
1: I really liked that movie. What was that name of that compute the like alien computer mm. thingy? The silver. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Uh, yeah. Paul Rubens. I'm gonna murder you.
1: It was though. Uh, But that's not his name. He didn't say, hey, Paul Rubens. (laughs) Do you remember the kid's name?
0: I'll just say Elliot.
1: (laughs) 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 Little dark-haired kid. So I don't think we can remember all of the diarrheas. Well, we got
0: three out of five. There's got to be...
1: The other ones are more regular, I think, is the problem.
0: That's not as interesting.
1: No. But I don't remember all the causes either. No. Food-borne illnesses. Yes, that's what causes it. Man, I didn't retain nearly as much as I thought I, I would.
0: And we're so in- involved and interested in the conversation. We are in all of these. But I,
1: I mean, the, one of the things I did retain that's really significant to me is that there's so much viral stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was all bacteria. Yeah, me too. And I, that has still been bouncing around in my brain that there's all these viral things going on, I think, because the Ebola has only gotten worse in <laughs> yeah. the last few weeks and just right. just reached U.S. soil as right, of this right. recording. As of
0: this recording, uh, they found it in northern Texas. Congrats to all of us. Yeah, we did it, guys.
1: We, we did it. Don't mess with Texas. Unless you're Ebola, then come on in and mess. Yeah. Yeah, is anything else we need to go over?
0: It seems like we're missing a lot.
1: Two weeks, we, our brains emptied out. Just dumped out like big buckets. Yeah. And that's bound to happen.
0: Well, I'll just have to go back and re-listen to this.
1: And then will you edit in yourself saying a bunch of smart stuff?
0: I'll just edit in our guest saying the smart things, but oh. manipulate it so it's my voice.
1: That, that seems like a lot of work
0: But it's worth it
1: Just so you can seem smart Do you want to just say a smart thing Unrelated right now? Like just a Hey, I got, a, no, I got some knowledge I'm
0: not on point for any of that smart, you know any smart I don't have on? a smart fact in my back pocket
1: No, I thought you always had a smart fact I
0: think all of my smart facts Have been related to things we learned on the podcast recently Yeah, I don't have
1: much either well, I wish I did That's okay If you have a smart fact And you're listening to this right now Send send it in to us.
0: Yeah, at Regret Labs on Twitter. Yeah. At Regret Labs Podcast on Facebook.
1: Yep, Or you can hit it at, at Eric, A-R-I-Q-C on Twitter. What was that last letter? A-R-I-Q-C. <laughs> I don't know how you get the spell it that way. It's so weird with all that weird noise before the C.
0: Or you can contact, if you don't want me to know about it, you can just, just go straight to that Levi that's right. on Twitter. Do
1: that. Yeah, let's keep it between us. <laughs> I won't tell Eric, I promise.
0: Or on Ello at Hello. Eh, who cares?
1: Is that, that's actually the address. Hello, Hello on, at who cares? Eh, who cares? Yeah. All right. Uh well, I'm starting to get diarrhea from not knowing anything.
0: I don't That's most of one of the causes. I remember that. You passed the test. I'm yes. proud of you. All right. We can <laughs> we can walk away from this winners.
1: Uh will you play uh the outro music now? You're the best. Around Nothing ever gonna bring you down.
0: I think no, that's good enough. Oh, my singing? Yeah, you sing it for yourself though, so that's that's for us. Well it was for us? Yeah. No. I don't have any songs for you.
1: It's okay. I sing for both of us. Uh well, we've proven we know nothing. Yeah. Which means we need to do more episodes. So I will I will put out a plea. If you have other scientists, science experts you wanna connect us with Please do that. We want to talk to all kinds of other sciency people.
0: That's right. They can even email us at regretlabs at gmail.com.
1: We'll try to get them on the show.
0: And so, for Regret Labs, I'm Eric. And I'm Levi. And Levi? Yes. What should everybody keep doing? Asking questions. Regret Labs is hosted by Eric McEwen and Levi Weinheim. Music produced and performed by Dieter. Podcast art by Len Pugh and Kirsten Keel. Regret Labs is a noise picnic production. Please visit us at noisepicnic.com.